0: What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Brandon's Face, the podcast about a playlist. My name is Jonathan Beardsley, and as always, I'm joined by podcasting's Doctor Seuss, Brandon May. Brandon, how you doing, buddy?
1: <laughs> Top of the morning to you, John. I'm doing Top of well. The morning. <laughs>
0: uh, how's your
1: week been, bud? It's been uh, it's been crazy, but we are uh, coming at everybody on a on a. Well, people will probably listen to it on a Wednesday instead of a Thursday this week, which I think is pretty cool
0: yes yes we're overly eager and i'm excited to get into it a few things i want to talk to you about before we do um we've been texting about the coachella weekend one versus weekend two thing and before it's been kind of just a sound check thing that we've been arguing about this is the first year i feel like the special guests have been better weekend two than
1: weekend one am i wrong Um, I think it was 2014 when we saw Benny Benassi and uh, he brought out John Legend, which he had not done, uh, the weekend prior. And, Mm -hmm. um, I think, uh, I think special guests are always kind of a a crapshoot with the, with the two weekends. I think it really depends on who's available. Right. But I I think this year specifically, I mean, they got Lizzo, they got Kendrick, (laughs) you know like yeah
0: it was it was insane weekend too um and i think that when they made the switch to two weekends it was kind of they they covered their asses by not saying if the special guests were going to have to be duplicated weekend one and weekend two and now that it's really of the big festivals lollapalooza glastonbury still the only one that's two weekends they're the only ones that are able to play with this in a fun dynamic. Like, you never know what you're going to get if you go to Weekend 1 or Weekend 2. And I think that that's actually cool. Yeah. I don't know how to take take it, but I think it's pretty cool what they're doing.
1: Well, as somebody who has been to both Weekend 1 and Weekend 2 of the festival, um, not in the same year, but I have been able, we have been able to compare my wife and I. Um, we've been, uh, obviously, a number of times. And really, the main drawback for Weekend 2 is the grass. There is none. Yes. There, there, there isn't any. It's all gone. Long gone. Long um, gone. And uh, the dust is obviously awful. I will say that Martin Solveig, when we saw him, uh, definitely shouted out, Weekend 2 is a little better, guys. You guys have a better vibe.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I'm going to be Team Weekend 2 if I ever go again. Yeah. Um, all right. One more thing I want to talk about before we get into this. Have you heard about the Jay-Z Rolling Loud 2001 thing on YouTube? No so there is a youtube channel called hip-hop vcr and this guy has just a bunch of old tapes of hip-hop history and he's been slowly uploading them and he has one that's like somebody shot from the balcony of a 2001 rolling loud show where jay-z debuted takeover and it's a fucking insane he has the whole concert beginning to end that's insane at the end of the concert Jay Z goes into the back and comes out with fucking Michael Jackson. No way. Michael Jackson on stage with Jay Z and like all of Rock Nation behind him. Everyone's going fucking crazy. Michael's just doing like his, you know, peace sign thing. And then like, it's just weird. And then like, it's fucking awesome, but weird. And then, uh, like, Jay Z's like, you want to say anything? And he, like, gives Mike, and Mike's just like, I love you all. And, like, everyone just loses their shit and he <laughs> I mean, just obviously. walks off stage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll throw that in the show notes because it's incredible. And I, I, everyone should give him a follow if you're a fan of hip hop and are on YouTube because it's a really, really fucking cool page so far. And he's just getting started, it looks like.
1: Awesome. Yeah. That's really cool, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. Fucking, fucking cool. All right, let's get into this, man. Uh, Please like, follow, subscribe, all that fun shit. Um, Let's get into this with the singles and EPs first. We got a new one from The Smile, aka Not Radiohead, called Free in the Knowledge. So I love this. I think his voice sounds incredible. I like the orchestral elements of the song, and they add a nice emotional depth to it, in my opinion. But I don't know how... (laughs) You're going to receive this one. How did you like this?
1: All right. Let me see here. So this is okay. I have been whelmed with the single so far. Um, I'm still looking forward to hearing the album because it's kind of one of this specific song is one of those songs that may sound really good given the context of a full album. So I am open to receiving this uh, this whole album with, uh, um, with praise, but so far I'm whelmed
0: yeah i think that's a fair takeaway um whereas like i'm very passionate in defending how good radiohead is to you i don't think i could (laughs) share that same passion about the smile thus far but i do think if you're a big fan of radiohead you're obviously gonna like this project
1: yes I, i definitely will agree to that
0: all right let's move on to this new one from soccer mommy called unholy affliction did you like
1: this uh yeah i did
0: it's a little different than i was expecting but i liked it it kind of sounds like something you'd hear at the bronze from buffy the
1: vampire slayer i got that kind of vibe from it you know the distortion pedals they use on this one uh, they're pretty cool
0: that's that's exactly what's creating the effect that i'm talking about too that that very 90s distortion love it all right man let's go on to this next one from raven lanae called mia I threw this on here because I enjoyed an EP she put out in 2018 called Crush. This one didn't do anything for me. I'm just not a big fan of dance hall R&B, but I thought her voice was good on this. It's just kind of a forgettable track to me. What did you think?
1: It's not really my style, man. I didn't hate it. Like I didn't like actively dislike it. I don't have yeah. any bad words to say about it. It's just not my thing.
0: I figured that would be your takeaway, but every once in a while, there's an R&B song I'm super underwhelmed on that you end up somehow really like him <laughs> so I was curious if that would be one but I'm glad to fair. know we're on the same page. We are. All right man, we got two songs from Andrew Bird here called Atomized and Underlands. I've heard this guy's name for a long time but never listened to his music. My wife said she likes some of his older music so I figured I'd throw it on. Much different than almost anything we've covered before I think. It it feels like a throwback to kind of the Elvis Costello era mu- of music uh he's got a really great voice the instrumentation is interesting but i don't know if i see myself revisiting these songs like after this week personally do you know of him as an artist and what did you think of these songs
1: i've never heard of the never even heard the name um i okay. thought that this is good music um it is i i, I think what i mean by that is like kind of like what you said elvis costello is good music but i don't i don't listen to costello ever so. exactly
0: yeah yeah that's my takeaway too uh i believe these are singles from a new album maybe we'll throw it on if it's a slow week yeah okay man let's move on to this new one from d smoke called glide featuring andre harris i'll go first man this one didn't do much for me i think it would be a good album filler but i don't know if it needed to be a single uh i'm I'm a big fan of d smokes and I loved his 2020 album black habits and i recommend you and anyone else listening check it out if you haven't heard it already because it's incredible but this one just didn't really hit me that much what did you think
1: um i thought this i thought the flows were pretty good actually um have we covered d smoke before no we
0: have not so he released an album in 2020 that i mentioned called black habits That's phenomenal I think you would really be blown away by some songs on there if you've never heard them he's very Kendrick-esque Lupe-esque like he's got that type of talent this song is if you were impre- impressed by his flows on this then I think you would really like it but no he hasn't released much since then
1: oh okay yeah I because I I don't remember covering him so no, we
0: haven't. He's kind of been under the radar, but uh, maybe we'll get into that a little bit later. He's featured on a song we'll be talking about shortly as well. All right. Neat. All right, man. You ready to move on to this new one from the Viagra Boys? Ain't No Thief? Yeah, I'm going to start, man. I love this band so
1: much. I know you do. Uh, this song is absolutely hilarious. And just like Duck Sauce, they clearly don't take themselves very seriously. Uh, the song fucking rips. So, Dude, it... The guitar sound at the beginning sounds like something
0: straight out of, like, 90s pro wrestler entrance music. <laughs> uh, I'm not
1: mad at it. What's funny is uh, the, uh, the the cover art for the single is, uh, and I don't know if there's, like, an impending album or maybe, maybe they just wanted to record a song in between weekends of Coachella or something, but uh, the, it, the song title is Ain't No Thief, but the, the album cover is Lighters, which is, I think we can all... Agree, is the most commonly stolen item ever. They're just lost. You no, just lost it. No, bro. I'm sure you've pocketed some of my lighters in the past. Oh, probably,
0: probably. <laughs> and I'll help you look for it too.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. You know what this song needs? A bloody beetroot remix. That's what it needs. <laughs> Are you it's sure? Perfect for Are that. Sure? Yeah. Oh, it does. Trust me. Trust me. All right, bloody beetroot. You heard it here. Get to it. Sir Bob, make it happen, please. (laughs) All right. Let's move on to this new one from uh We Came as Romans and Brand of Sacrifice called Dark Bloom. I'll go first on this one, man. I, I thought it was good. I thought it was really heavy. It it still feels reminiscent of that scene metal deathcore era that they made their name in. And a lot of the bands from that era, like the word alive, kind of steered away from this sound over time, but it's cool to see that there's still some bands keeping it alive like them. I thought this was a pretty good track. Did you feel the same?
1: Uh, I thought this song was fucking great. Um, have you heard of Brand of Sacrifice? No, I have not. So, Brand of Sacrifice. I had a colleague tell me about uh, this band a couple of years ago, I think now, and they did an EP at least about a, uh, a manga that I've never read, uh, Berserker. I don't know if you've heard mm-hmm. of it. Sure. Um, I have heard of it. Yeah. The, uh... Yeah, it, uh... I thought the song was fucking great. I've seen We Came as Romans, and uh, they're really good.
0: Yeah, I, they came along right as I was kind of fading out of the scene, but they were always one of those bands that I I remember around that like Sleeping with the Sirens, Word Alive, Time, and it's cool to see them. Like I said, still growing, still fucking making badass metal.
1: Yeah, we saw them open for uh, me and my buddy Justin. Saw them open for Parkway Drive, and that was a pretty cool show. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Love Parkway Drive. Boneyards, bro. Yes. Yes. Maybe we'll
0: get to cover some new Parkway Drive soon. That'd be awesome. That would be
1: that'd be a good time.
0: <laughs> All right, man. We do have some new drugs to cover. You want to talk about that?
1: I love new drugs. Um <laughs> dude, this album is gonna be great. Craig's voice sounds really good and it feels like the whole band is putting a lot of passion into this project, which I think is really awesome. Um, I'm a big fan of the drumming on this track and it works really well and it's really reminiscent of translating the name um, for cool. some reason though because I, I, I got interested in it for some reason I can't find out who the drummer is is this a drum machine am I to assume this band has no soul John it is not a drum machine no
0: I think if, if anything it's a studio drummer but could be uh, I, I'll look into it for you I, I agree with everything you said man all the singles have been great I think much like you, I'm just happy to be hearing Craig Owens' voice on a regular basis again.
1: And not his solo stuff. I've never been really a fan of his solo stuff. It's really too Anthony... It's uh, it's too um, Connor O'Burst-esque for me. Well, I, I really like Craig Owens in this kind of energy. Do you remember when he went back
0: to Chiodos and they released that album? I think it was called Devil. And are we like supposed to talk mid- about that? 2010s? Is it the same anger <laughs> in the scene? um but yeah see like I feel like he he was active and he was active beyond the solo stuff it's just it it wasn't hitting the same this is this feels like old Craig Owens is back and I think you and I are both just super excited about that right all right man (laughs) oh boy let's move on to this new one from Sigrid and bring me the horizon called bad life you know
1: I saw this released as well and I didn't add it on purpose and then I look at the playlist and I'm like damn it John
0: if there's something that we're gonna do, Brandon, it's we're gonna review every Bring Me the Horizon song. For, it's too like it's too interesting to watch and listen to not to. You know, good or bad. Like this is I'm along for the ride. Okay, it's a show. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> i think this song is fucking lame so (laughs) i'll just say that first and foremost i think i think it's a perfectly inoffensive pop song but why bring me the horizon is associated with it is beyond me and i'm not i'm not even as like surprised about their ed sheeran collab as i am about this like I don't know. I'm not even mad it's a softer song. Don't Go Featuring Lights is one of my favorite Bring Me the Horizon songs. I'm just mad that this isn't a good song.
1: I, so I don't know who C- Sigrid is, but um, I actually thought I, – I tried to find something good about this song, and the harmonies on the back end of the song are actually pretty decent. Everything else about this song is meh. Uh, Ollie's voice is not suited for this type of music, at least solo singing. God, um, no. They – Look, man, they should just fucking rebrand, or it should at least be featuring ollie Sykes instead of Bring Me the Horizon. I agree. um yeah. And uh, it, it's kind of just becoming trendy now because Bring Me the Horizon is such a huge band; it's trendy to like put them on your track. You know, you're gonna you're gonna gain followers from like the metal field or something, as if people who listen to metal still listen to Bring Me the Horizon, you know, or at least like Good they point. used to.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think that's well said. Um what they've become is just slightly baffling but i don't know just most of their pop crossover stuff hasn't been as bad as this but this is is kind of yeah this was this was the chain smokers bad um (laughs) we'll just leave it at that all right man we got a new one from megan the stallion called plan b this this is hard as fuck if you
1: was Uh, wondering i'm still that bitch jesus
0: lord uh she debuted this track during her coachella set and it quickly made big waves on the internet both for its raw and personal lyrical content but also in the way that it's kind of a throwback to the little kim and biggie days in terms of like the vibe and tempo and cadence i i like it i don't know how much i'll keep listening to it like in terms of my rotation but it's a it's a fucking It's a banger. What did you think?
1: Yeah, I loved it. Um, I don't actually like a whole lot of Meg songs, but this was good. Um, She can really rap.
0: Yeah, I I feel the same way. I've never been a huge fan of hers, but I've never questioned her ability to rap. And this is her proving that you should never question it because this is fucking great. All right, man, you ready to talk about this Matt Lange hybrid remix of Quiet Symphony?
1: Yeah. So had you heard of hybrid? No, I've before never this? heard
0: of hybrid before
1: this. You know, it's funny, man. I uh I love Matt Lange's music and I like the majority of the remixes that come out of his music, and this song is a banger, man, but it it none of the remixes ever really quite touch his original mixes, which I think is a huge huge accolade for for Lange.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, we actually talked about that a little bit a few weeks ago with the Crystal Method one, because I was like, this remix is incredible. But what's crazy is it's still not better than the original. (laughs) Exactly. Um, If you remember, I did not like the original mix of this song very much at all. I think that this remix is better than the original, uh, but probably not one I'm dying to revisit. It was good, though. It was good, though. Yeah, I'll check out
1: more hybrid, though, if you think I should. You know, I had never heard of hybrid either. So I'm interested to I, I did click follow on the Spotify. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get an update soon. <laughs> All right, man, let's go on to this new one from since 82 called Out the Door. Tell me about it. Hot Sense 82 has a really has a thing for catchy bass lines um, and this track obviously is no different I think he does a really good job of blending modern and old school house together Um, I think he I think that it's a really good blend of two different eras of house music because you can hear you can kind of hear that basement jacks kind of bounce but you can feel mm-hmm. that kind of modern deep house bassline, and I think that that is impressive to say the least I agree man Uh, the the song's a party
0: it's it's a very short party but it's a party (laughs) right very Um, short
1: it's clearly it was clearly released or written so he could mix it into his sets almost as like a filler but like it's a pretty good filler man
0: which oddly enough it does kind of give me vegas pool party vibes which now that i think about it isn't that great of a thing to think about so i don't know maybe i'll have to reassess how much i like (laughs) it but i did like it last time i heard it (laughs) okay let's let's move on to this new one from war pink called hips i guess my newfound love of their music was short-lived because i didn't love this one i really only liked that one single so far yeah this is probably my least favorite of the
1: newer singles actually did you you enjoyed this one yeah man her voice is great that tasteful and subtle sax about the midway through this through through the song i don't know man i think that this was fucking awesome
0: I don't know. I'm. I think that when the album comes out, it might all hit me once I'm like in the headspace, and I'm hearing all these songs back to back to back. It feels like that type of music to me. Hearing it, like like I'm saying, in between a uh, a hot since '82 song and an Easy Life song, just <laughs> maybe isn't the best headspace to receive it. Receive it in, but um, I'm still excited to hear the album. So that's fair. All right, let's move on. Speaking of that new one from Easy Life, they released a new one. They, he, I'm not sure, uh, called Beeswax, man. Uh, (laughs) The artwork for this one is fucking incredible. I I love it. Is it on our YouTube right now for people watching? Yes.
1: Yes, it is. Okay,
0: great. Then you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Uh, This this song feels like classic Easy Life, man. It's kind of got that Glass Animals adjacent indie pop hip hop feel to it that not a lot of artists can pull off when he goes into that higher pitch flow it kind of reminds me of mc chris though so i think i need a collab or better yet give me an easy life cover of fett's vet that's what i want
1: now oh my god (laughs) imagine dropping that at coachella (laughs) yeah man how did you like this one i don't know man mind your own beeswax (laughs) Yeah, you uh i don't understand the kind of weird high-pitched vocal change but otherwise the song is really cool and really groovy i
0: agree man um you didn't really like his last album much so i was hoping you would like this track
1: yeah um i i i didn't like and i really tried so i i did like this track more than i liked the majority of his last album so yeah i Their think i came album, to an agreement like with that. you skeletons was a banger
0: but i can do an agreement with you that it was not not as best (laughs) all right let's move on to uh this new one from aaron ray called the mood featuring previously mentioned d smoke i thought this one was just okay they both do their thing on this song but it just feels good when it should feel great for how talented both of them are aaron has some incredible r&b songs this just
1: isn't one of them to me did you end up liking this one uh yeah man but you kind of hit the nail on the head aaron has a good voice um and d smoke's verse is really good but it's what is it missing it's missing something just missing
0: something i don't know they should have brought they in to do drums on this or something it just it needs some something yeah i agree maybe a tone stiff verse that would have that would have spiced this up needs that higher register too i don't know it
1: is that that's an interesting idea
0: Full of interesting ideas. Um, Let's move on to this new one from Pig and Dan called Foundation. Tell me what you think about it. Techno techno is this just your notes <laughs> to say techno
1: right no well yeah kind of but no they uh <laughs> pig and dan makes such good techno music man they they kind of bounce from label to label but i actually think they've done some mousetrap stuff this is not on mousetrap but uh they released a whole remix ep to this track but i just really like their original mixes and i'm sure the remixes are fine i just didn't want to add them fair enough so you liked this
0: one i did did you not no i liked it it's a bit rudimentary like it's good it's techno, like you said. It's techno. It's techno. <laughs> like, that's all you could say about some songs like this. There's not a lot to critique. If you like Boots and Cats, you're going to like this music. <laughs> all right. Let's move on to one I'm kind of excited about called Uh-oh by an artist called Suburban featuring Benny. We haven't heard of Benny feature in a while, so I was kind of excited when I saw this one pop up on my release radar and even more excited when I hit play on it and heard how fucking weird the instrumental was because she's one of the few pop artists that needs something a little bit weird like this to really thrive. And boy, does she Uh, both performances on this song are really great, though. Suburban kills it as
1: well. The production's very gorillas
0: ish to me as well. Did you pick up on that at all?
1: You know, I didn't. But now that you think about it, I'm definitely, definitely seeing that. This Did is, you like this, this one? This is fantastic. It's way too short.
0: I agree. Uh, maybe if it's there's an album coming, we'll get an extended version of it or something. But I agree. I really liked it. Music video is weird as fuck. Throw that in the show notes. Will do. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, let's move on to this remix. Uh, we got a re- Solomon remix of Affection by Boys Noise, which, if you remember, Affection was my favorite song from Polarity. Sure do. So I threw this on here with the quickness when I saw it was released. Solomon's been pretty hit or miss with me slash us lately, but I yeah, think I he killed say, this, too. man. Yeah, uh, I think he killed this, though. He didn't try to do too much, keeps the integrity of the song intact while
1: making it his
0: own. Hard for me to hate what did you think
1: i liked it um my notes are basically the same thing except for um they did not stream his coachella set and apparently he had solomon had a uh sunset at the outdoor stage set so if anybody listening went to coachella and has any footage from that set i'm very curious to see what that looked like
0: yeah it seems like there was a few glaring omissions, missions uh dave the british artist we've covered a few times performed and he like brought a fan on stage and the fan ended up being from london and rapped like a whole song with him oh hell yeah but it's like there's only fan footage of this at the moment so it's cool but uh yeah i think we got to miss some moments sadly but that's that's pretty fucking cool solomon at sun sunset sounds incredible
1: they did not stream lane eight nor do they ever stream any of the yuma tent shit and i'm They did once, I think, in 2020, they streamed a couple of Yuma tent sets, but that was just kind of like a special one-off. What are they doing with all this footage, John? Because that's
0: where the rich people do the drugs at, Brandon. That's why there's no cameras in there.
1: (laughs) The disco shark sees all, sir.
0: (laughs) It's very true. Uh, All right, man, let's move on to this new one from Daniel Caesar called Please Do Not Lean featuring Bad Bad Not Good. I really wish this felt more like a bad, bad, not good song than a Daniel Caesar song.
1: (laughs) What did you think? Um, Daniel Caesar has such a good voice, man. And uh, bad, bad, not good are all incredible musicians. I thought that this was a good song, but I agree with you. I wanted to hear a little bit more influence. I basically only heard some drums from bad, bad, not good or the the rhythm section rather, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Daniel Caesar is just one of the few big name modern R&B artists that I just can't get into that much i like maybe four or five songs of his total i get that he's good but i don't think he's as great as everyone hypes him up to be personally i think he's got a good voice but this one's a skip for me easily
1: nice all right fair
0: but i love bad bad not good i just wish yeah it was a little more jazzy
1: they got a closing set at coachella what do you think about that Closed, I think that's fucking awesome. It's Did really you hear awesome. Madlib ended up not performing with Freddie? Yes, I have that rec- that stream recorded, and apparently, I, I watched a little bit of it, but then I got tired and just set my shit to record and went to sleep. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, I recorded some of it, and uh, the or I watched some of it, and Freddie came out real drunk weekend one, and apparently was asking if there was a DJ in the crowd to replace his current DJ that replaced Madlib oh my god that's fucking
0: incredible it's <laughs> the most freddie gibbs shit i've ever heard if
1: if if his if his state of existence was any indication he probably pissed Lib off enough that madlib was probably like go do your set yourself bro
0: god damn it i think it was something personal came up but yeah that that's hilarious either way <laughs> it worked out the way it was meant to i guess yeah <laughs> right man let's move on to this new one from a modest proposal called arson
1: tell me about this band how did you find them so another reddit find for me man they posted their music video which i will post in the show notes um it uh i think they only have like 100 or something monthly listeners on spotify or something but man this is the drumming is great the textures created with the guitar are really good the bass line it's all good man welcome back emo <laughs> I, uh, I I think there if there isn't already, there's going to be a large underground scene of bands just like this You just absolutely kill it. Um, I'm just the the worst part about this is that I can't put a modest proposal in my top eight so having, everyone can see how cool and edgy our tastes <laughs> are.
0: What did you think? Oh about this? god, man, who knows? Maybe maybe MySpace will come back one day. But uh, I thought this band was really fucking good. They remind me a lot of Basement, honestly. Yeah. Like that's the vibe i was getting I'm, absolutely I'm a big basement fan so good shit man thanks for throwing this one on
1: yeah anybody listening go throw some love their way this was uh this was a good this was a good catch i think and i uh, i'm excited to follow this band and listen to more music don't stop making music boys fuck yeah man
0: all right um up next we have bloom two new tracks is that what you have or do you have duck sauce that's next? what i have
1: I, i've got flume okay
0: okay so, we have these two new singles Flume dropped after uh, his Coachella performances Escape, featuring Kuchka, and Palaces, which is the title track featuring Damon Albarn. I'll get into my notes soon, but mine are probably a little bit more predictable than yours. I'm interested to know how you liked this, being a hot and cold Flume fan that you are.
1: <laughs> so, we talked about it over text, but we didn't really talk about it on the air no, last we didn't. week. And, uh, I just could not get into his Coachella set man he just it, it seemed it, it was it was that it was that it, it, I don't know man just too experimental you know, my, my my, you
0: and I at a flume set together would be the the two guys
1: writing the bus meme. I'd be the one like, looking out the sunny side. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, look, I really like his productions. Like Escape was really good. Um, maybe I just don't like his music live. Uh, what I think about Palaces, though, is that um, it's an interesting track, but I would bet that this leads into something more interesting on the album because it's very leading
0: yes uh i yeah that one i'm not really happy he released that one as a single same with sirens like not much happens for three of the five minutes of that song so i feel (laughs) like it could have waited honestly i'm with you on that um escape feels like like the flume i was expecting i knew i was going to get a kuchka vocal on this album somewhere because she is to his music what zoe johnston is to above and beyond's music and and i get it man i know his his style can be a little bit more challenging to get into especially live but i don't know man i hope you like the album i i'm really digging the direction that it's going so far and it feels like a proper follow-up to skin We'll see how the rest of the world receives it, though, because watching that crowd, like they clap at the end of songs, but they don't know what the fuck to do when he's actually performing.
1: What, what, what do I do with my hands?
0: It's exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Um, hopefully this is the last of the singles, too. I'm ready to just hear this album flow when it drops, maybe yep. get a few remixes. All right. We got a new one from Ty Seagull. Seagal? Hello, Hi he he
1: just announced a new album are you excited for it my man we've gotten some really good rock this month and i really was like kind of counting my lucky stars here and then we got a <laughs> impending ties gall announcement man there's some really great riffs on this one and i definitely am excited for this album
0: uh, yeah man i agree like my first note is just the guitar riffs on the song are fucking great just like, great it sounds like it should be on the soundtrack to a 90s movie or something. I I know we reviewed his album that came out last year, but I can't remember a single thing about it right now for
1: some <laughs> reason.
0: Uh, this is really good, though. And if the new album is like this, then it should all be pretty good. I'm excited.
1: I have a feeling it will be. His last album was a little uh, synthy. Uh, he added a lot Maybe of synths. Maybe that's what and, it was. Um, it uh, wasn't as uh, heavy as some of his other stuff or wasn't as psychedelic Rocky is some of his other stuff and I think he's kind of going back to his roots here or at least straying from what that last album was which I really enjoyed it still it was just different a little bit yeah I literally like I don't remember if I liked it or not I do remember reviewing
0: it but that's about it <laughs> <laughs> alright uh, let's move on to this uh, is this an EP or is this just a single with some other songs attached that were already released like I sure don't know Yes, alright, we got Put the Sauce On It by Duck Sauce um, Are you loving this, man?
1: Yeah, they've been playing these songs in their sets for a long time But they've just never released it Gotcha They even played Put the Sauce On It when I saw them at, I think in 2013 or 2011, one of those um, I'm glad they released all of these as singles And uh, I watched their stream during Weekend One And they absolutely killed it uh, It's uh, it's always a party when A-Track and Van Heldon are at the deck, you know
0: yes obviously they're legends they this is fun man you there's not a lot of dance artists putting out eps like this at all anymore i enjoyed all of these i think my favorite was the the re of mesmerized though that's probably my favorite song <laughs> on here
1: um i will I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and throw it in the show notes because people need to hear it if they have not they put out a uh 2013 essential mix that i listen to once a year whether i need to or not and uh One of my favorite parts is when they're when uh, Pete Tong, you know, tells them, you know, tell us about your essential mix and they go, well, these are all songs that we shopped to, you know, Mariah Carey and Madonna and everybody said no. Um, And some of these beats we found in archaeological dig sites. (laughs) (laughs) They just they take nothing seriously. And uh, it is it's really refreshing to 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 see people just having fun, man. You know, yeah, man, that's what it's all about. I fucking love it. Yeah. All right. You ready to move on to the albums? My man. I, I think I I, 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 yeah, let's do it. Let's go.
0: Okay. All right. First up, we have a new one from Fontaine's DC called Skinty Fia. Let me know how you're feeling about it.
1: Whoa. Uh, I, I can't stop listening to this one, man. They wrote a beautiful opener to the album with, in our Christian deal, I can't pronounce that, but it's fucking great. Um, the droning guitar, his Irish accent, the hi hats kind of building, the vocal harmonies happening in the background, just ah, oh, just amazing. Um, the breakbeat and the crescendo on the on the opener really define this whole album. Um, Dude, to me, there's no skips on this one. Uh, The drumming is fantastic throughout. There's some really interesting riffs on this record for how kind of like subdued the vibe is, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Everything seems really intentional and well thought out. Bloomsday is not only a great song title, but a fantastic song. Um, The single they released right before the album drop um, Roman Holiday is also very good. Um, I love the guitar on this one. It's got this kind of beachy grunge thing going on. Is that a fucking accordion? Got what a cool <laughs> thing, man! The, this, the, even the title track, Skinty Fia's, catchy as fuck, man. I could not stop listening to this album. In fact, I just got my uh, uh, email that my pre-order has shipped, and uh, we got a really good piece of rock music this uh, this week, my man. I gave it a nine out of ten. My standout was Roman Holiday what did you think and about this roman holiday
0: was really good i'm i feel like i didn't get to like properly enjoy it as a single because of how close it came out to the album but that, that's right. a really good track uh i really enjoyed listening to this album so far i liked all of the singles and i feel like the album delivers on everything that the singles had and then some i've listened to it in its entirety about three times and the tracks i always find myself looking forward to the most are like jackie down the line Fear," roman holiday i love you uh those are my easy standouts but this album will definitely be in my rock rotation for a while but i do think that there's a ceiling to the amount of this specific style of like irish post-punk that i can listen to i think it's a little bit slower than i usually prefer but i still think this is a really good album i gave it a seven if we were doing decimals i'd probably go seven five on this one and i love you is my standout i i really like that one it's a good song. it's fantastic man um i haven't really seen any of the music videos or anything for this album yet so maybe i'll look into that see if fleshes out the the concept a little more for me
1: maybe and i think i think uh i've been really into kind of the post punk scene since i discovered who idols was and um fontaines dc put out an album i think it was 2020 um that was really really good that i enjoyed um proto martyr and all of these bands that are just kind of like pushing post punk to where i think it needs to be which is in front of the scene is uh it's it's different, and I think it takes a little bit of getting used to, and I think I've listened to this album like six times, maybe even like eight. <laughs> like Shit, man. Like it's, it's been like a ton repeat, man. I don't
0: blame you, man. It's been really good every time I listen to it, but the reason I did not listen to it that many times is because of the next album we're going to be talking about.
1: Let's go. Let's get is,
0: into It's Pusha T's new album, It's Almost Dry, Oh, Jesus Christ, uh, I'm going to go first on this one. I've probably listened to this one like 20, 25 times. No joke, no hyperbole. Uh, this year in hip hop has been insane so far, and we've had really great albums from artists like Ben Staples, Denzel Curry, Conway the Machine, Saba and many, many more. But Pusha T isn't competing with any of them. He's in a different stratosphere altogether where he's really only competing with himself at this point in his own legacy. And you might like another rapper or album more, but you can't say he isn't the very best at what he does. And that is these high art coke raps. And if that isn't your thing, fair. But if it is, and you try to say that he isn't the best to ever do it, then you're just lying to me and yourself, honestly. Um, I could skip a review of this album and just read my favorite bars from it for the next five to 10 minutes to prove my point. But (laughs) I don't think that would do them any justice uh look man i think that this is a perfect album to me daytona was my favorite album of his to date and i think he topped it with this my review after my first listen just said it's like daytona but longer which is pretty much all (laughs) i could ever want going into it like we pretty much got daytona two with another daytona-like record produced by pharrell on the same album and I hope everyone understands how monumental this is. A Push album full of some of his best bars ever produced entirely by Kanye and Pharrell. Like, that's fucking insane and further speaks to the level that he's operating on. Kanye, for all of his many problems, always seems to compartmentalize his personal baggage when he's working with Push. And I think that is because Push a T always inspires people to be like the most authentic versions of themselves as possible when listening to and especially when working with him. And in the year we got five different albums in five weeks that Kanye produced, Push's album was the only one to not have any weird delays or bullshit with the drop. He has become a master visionary and goes through great measures to make sure exactly what we're hearing is the what he envisioned. And... He's just seeing the fucking game in ones and zeros right now, man. He makes it look so easy. This this album is a work of art and it's not going to be just in the album of the year combo, but the, in the best of the decade combo convo. This is a forever rotation album. I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. I can't pick a favorite, man. I don't know. Fucking Diet Coke. I call my bluff Brambleton. <laughs> you could pick for me. I don't really care, but incredible album i'm sure you knew i felt that way going in so i'm excited to know how you feel
1: all right so i'm going to start with the things i didn't like about this album okay um i wanted push to get a little bit more vulnerable and you can do that while still talking about selling cocaine i mean fucking saba did it right um It, 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 he, he didn't do that okay um, we've heard a lot we, we have heard a lot of rap this this year that goes hard and still talks about selling drugs but we, we go a little bit deeper um, I also don't like that he's giving Ye a voice to say shit like what he says uh, in his verse on Dreaming in the Past regardless of whether or not Ye is right and regardless uh, of my opinion on his personal matters his personal drama shouldn't forever be cemented into a giant rap album like this unless it's uh his own what's the specific
0: line you're referencing i can't
1: think of it off the top of my head the kids ain't safe unless daddy's home or something like that okay okay basically implying that the kids are in danger if kanye west is not there which is again all of my personal opinions aside This should be on kanye's album not push's album okay um All right. On to the things I really liked about this album. Uh, the production on both the Kanye tracks and the Pharrell tracks are honestly insanely good, man. They go off and they really killed it. Brambleton is the best opener for this album. I can only imagine how he kind of like sat there and was like, what, what are we going to open this album with? And it, it, it probably wasn't a long discussion after hearing the beat that Pharrell did for Brambleton. Um I think watching push on Jimmy Kimmel kind of breaking down the differences in the production styles between Pharrell and Kanye uh, was interesting because when I listened to it afterwards, I definitely kind of see a little bit about what he was talking about. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Thanks for sending me that, by the way. Yeah, let's throw it in the show notes. I think Jimmy Kimmel is a little cringy, but it is it is what it is. Um I, I think I liked the Pharrell tracks a little better, to be honest, which is not something I thought I'd be saying about a Push album. Interesting. Okay. Um, Daytona was a pivotal moment in rap history, and Push really did something special with that. And dare I say he matched it here. I don't think he beat it, but I think he matched what he did with Daytona. Um, I, I do think we it was Daytona too. I think it was just a longer Daytona Um He did definitely match that energy. Uh, This album goes hard. It's definitely one of the best that's been released this year. Easy to listen to and not much to digest as it's basically all the same. Quote, unquote, I sell cocaine. Or more appropriately, I sell rap about selling cocaine because it works. And it does. And it really works for Push and that's awesome. Also, I'm surprised you didn't mention it, bro. We got a malice verse on a Push song. Basically, it's a clip song on this album. Yes, it is a clip um, song. <laughs> <laughs> there, aren't, uh, there aren't any skips on this one. Uh, there are some moments within this, the record that I could have done without, but overall, sure. some fucking bangs. I know you felt the same. I gave it a nine. My standout, though, was open air. I think this is a quintessential Pusha T track.
0: Yeah, open air is phenomenal. Uh, I feel like, yeah, the album cuts are like the less – the ones getting the less attention, like Just So You Remember in Open Air, Call My Bluff. Those ones are re- like where it's just push rapping or kind of some of the best yeah. moments on the album. Uh, what did you think of rock and roll? It being, quote unquote, Kanye and Kid Cudi's last collaboration ever.
1: Um, I, I think we've talked about it. I don't really like Kid Cudi much unless he is doing a solo man on the moon. Do you remember when you got drunk and bought the kidsy Ghost Vine? <laughs> Fun fact: It's on my wall right now because incredible uh, art. We I yeah mean, we like we incredible. like the cover art. It matches with our with our vibe in our living room. Isn't that Murakami? Yeah, yeah. Incredible art, of
0: course. I don't blame you for that. All right, man. Well, I'm sure we'll be talking about that one later in the year. So let's move on to this new one from the psychedelic porn crump. It's called Night
1: Gnomes. You want to go first on this or me? And the winner for the best album title of the fucking year goes to Psychedelic Porn Crumpets. <laughs> it isn't Kendrick Lamar. It's I don't Dick know, Tracy concept Night album. Night Gnomes is fucking great. It's <laughs> Dick Tracy concept album. All right. Um, so I actually got the chance to, they, did a, the, they didn't ask me anything on Reddit, and I got, an, uh, I got the opportunity to ask them how they came up with their names for their albums uh, and songs. And they, they, they. The I think it was Jack from the band that responded. Basically, it's out an second. They would name their songs like one A or A point two, and then he wouldn't remember what the song, well, like what song it was that they were that they were working on. So they just ended up putting weird fucking names to it, and I think that that is awesome. That's um, fucking great. <laughs> oh man, how do you even start to review something like this? <laughs> um, this is another one that I can't stop listening to terminus the creator is a great opener um we've had three albums in a row that really know how to open their albums up here on this uh on this week's playlist um as we expected from all of these singles this entire album fucking shreds it is pure psychedelic rock we've got guitar solos we've got some jams we've got great great drums we've got violins we've got acoustic guitars there's a whole lot of weird music that just somehow still comes together bubble gun and Bubblegum Infinity, one of the singles, is both heavy and catchy. They get weird and folky on the title track with that keyboard, which is just classic. Bob Holliday is fucking awesome. There's so much melody in the vocals and just absolute shredding behind it. Um, Microwave Dave is short and super fucking trippy. Um, And that seamless transition into the mega heavy acid dent was just awesome. Uh, I have one of my favorite lines from the album here. Have you been munching on lemons lately? Because that's all that seems to grow out of your mouth from your bones. I don't know what it means. I just love the line. <laughs> um, I love this entire album, and I probably won't stop listening to this all year. I gave it a nine. Hard to pick a standout, but if I had to, it would be the title track Night Gnomes or Bob Holiday. What did you think about psychedelic porn It's Night Gnomes, sir? Well, Brandon, I thought that this album is full of
0: so so many great riffs that it can almost be overwhelming at times to be honest definitely uh i just i really love that crunchy raw garage rock sound that they do so well and i like this album best when it's upbeat and on the verge of going off the rails which it is very often yeah
1: basically the whole time
0: they're another band that just really nailed it with the singles i think lava lamp pisco bubblegum infinity and bob holiday were like the top standouts on my first few listens through but they're like you said there's not a miss on this album especially if you're into this style of rock there is some tracks i didn't love quite as much as the others dread and butter didn't do much for me microwave dave didn't do much for me but now that you're saying that it kind of leads into acid dent maybe i'll hear it a little differently both incredibly titled songs they just <laughs> didn't end up doing <laughs> as much for me as the others listen but to it I again whole- in order okay i will uh i thought the album was solid i gave it another seven i think lava lamp or bob holiday were was my standout nice oh yeah man what is that three nines in a row for you yeah oh, man shit. This, is a,
1: this is a crazy this is week, a historic
0: bro. one it's a crazy all right week. yeah i know man we all of april's been nuts honestly right all right let's move on to this new one from king gizzard and the lizard wizard omnium gatherum is this another 9 for you? No, it's not a 9. Okay. This is a 10? It's, it's
1: also not a 10. All right. Uh, please tell me, tell me your thoughts on it. So did I introduce you to King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard yes. on this podcast? Okay. So you mm-hmm. don't have much history with them. Um, this is a weird, this is a weird album for them. And I did not like the way they structured it at first, because typically in the past, they've been really good about compartmentalizing the genres that they're going with on each album. So, for example, on their album, Nonagon Banana, they, it's a full on psychedelic rock record, kind of similar to Night Gnomes that we just listened to. Mm-hmm. And then we have Fishing for Fishies, which was a pure indie rock record. And then in 2017, they released Infest the Rat's Nest, and that's just pure thrash metal. And so each album that they release typically has really only one genre that they go with. Um, we kind of have all of that here in one place with Omnium Gatherum, which honestly we should have expected based on the album title now that I'm typing it out, says my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of like uh, a wall nation putting out megalithic symphony. And I was like, wow, there's just a there's a ton of genres in here. No shit. Bro. This kind what of sounds, that sounds that like a megalithic symphony. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we're idiots. All right. So on first listen, I was kind of a little bummed that we didn't get a whole album like the Dripping Tap. Uh, suggesting yep. we were going to be getting. Um, however, on my subsequent listens, this album fucking rocks, bro. Um I, it also raps we have two rap songs on this album <laughs> yeah I have, I
0: have some words on.
1: <laughs> i think they're good man we got some funk tracks we got some psych rock we got some indie there's some metal i think it's all done really well on my fourth and fifth listen i can't get enough of a couple of songs and i think they really outdid themselves um They do some genre specific live shows um, every once in a while, and I think they might need to add a rap night to these genre specific shows, which I think. I don't know uh, if they need to add a full rap night. They're going to have to, John, and you're going to have to go to the one that they do it in Portland. Uh, I I gave this album an eight. Um, My standout was Presumptuous or The Grim Reaper. What did you think about this one, sir?
0: interesting um i thought it was a grower as well like trying to wrap your head around a king gizzard album so that you can even start to review it is similar to trying to critique a between the buried and Me album every time you try you'll either get lost or distracted or overwhelmed by technical proficiency like king gizzard delivers with the incredible shredding you'd want and expect from them but they also deliver a lot more with this album like you said we get the fucking cypress hill like sadie sorceress we get the metallica like predator x and even the beats antique like grim reaper that's probably why you (laughs) like that track um (laughs) i think there's something for everyone on this album there there's a new takeaway with every listen there's a lot to discover and i look forward to hearing new things every time i listen to it my only really nitpick with it is the rollout um i don't think the dripping tap should have been a single i think they should have just let people hear that for the first time when they hit play on the album for the first time
1: super because
0: it's one of the most incredible shred heavy tracks i've ever heard and i just think it could have been better appreciated in that way but that aside great album i also gave it an eight out of ten and the dripping tap was my favorite
1: nice yeah it's such a good song man and what is it 17 minutes or something like that yeah it, it's almost 20 it's
0: 1817 <laughs> so yeah it's up got, there
1: I think we I think you asked me how how long was this album was gonna be and if it was all of that I would have really hoped that it was like three hours because I could listen to that
0: yeah yeah me too what's interesting is I think the second single was magenta Mountain and when you reviewed that you're like how are they gonna put these on the same album? <laughs> like is one going to be at the front and one going to be at the back and they're just one
1: after the <laughs> <Yeah>. other. <laughs> exactly the way you heard that. Oh man. Uh, yeah, it it really threw me off, man. My first listen, I was like this is a weird fucking album, but again, man, it, it grows on you, dude. I've I've listened to that a bunch of times. Go go back and listen to Presumptuous again because that song is top tier. I don't know what would you what you would even call that? Is that funk? Is that R&B? Is it like what, like what is that? I I have no idea, but
0: I'm going to go back and I will try to (laughs) find a definition for you, buddy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, try to categorize that one for me.
0: All right, let's cap this week off with this new release from Undeath. It's Time to Rise from the Grave. I've been anticipating your review of this all week, so please go. Okay,
1: so (laughs) thank you. I was hoping you were going to let me go first on this one, too. So uh, I mainly added this album because of that really weird and out of touch death metal pre-review that pitchfork did um you and i exchanged some fun texts um after looking into the band i see that they're currently touring in support of one of my favorite death metal bands of all time dying fetus and that (laughs) is kind of a big deal to me so i kind of like when you texted me that pitchfork article i kind of just had a Breakdown, Um, and I decided at that point that I wouldn't judge them until I had the whole album to listen to for context. So here it is. It's a it it's it's great death metal. Um, In death metal, I have always kind of categorized different bands by a number of different things, and I'll give you an example: Cannibal Corpse fucking party that is a party death metal band they just you go to a cannibal corpse show everybody's having a good time everybody's drinking they're you know they're 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 cheers in all over the place it's just a good time morbid angel on the other hand is really technical and really musical Then you've got bands like deicide who like i don't know man are they gonna burn a goat on stage you know um <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> i think i think this band fits really well into the party death metal area they really remind me of chris barnes era cannibal corpse and that's a huge compliment in my opinion uh, the bass is tuned and it's used perfectly throughout the album, really reminiscent of the Bleeding, I think it was 1996 release from Cannibal Corpse. Uh, the vocals are great, the riffs are heavy. I think that's exactly what they were going for, though. Um, not only did they not reinvent any wheels here, but they took directly from Cannibal Corpse's play, play, playbook of quote almost comical gore lyrics and they Mm -hmm. did it i'm not trying to say that's a bad thing because it isn't it's it is done very well but this band is to cannibal corpse as greta van fleet is to led zeppelin it's a great cover band and they're not playing any covers and they're absolutely killing it i thought necrobionics was a good song i'm gonna give it a six
0: interesting okay man so that's fair i think i think after sending you that article I I had a feeling we would be reviewing their next release, and I know you had more than a few issues with that article, but none of it had to do with them as a band particularly. Um, It had to do with the writer dismissing and glancing over a lot of bands to the point of almost disrespecting the genre that they're a part of. And I think Undeath is a really good death metal band, and their less serious approach to lyrics is great, but they're far from the first band in the genre to do this. And I know we've already talked about this and I don't want to relitigate that, (laughs) but I wanted to quickly go over that to get to where we are now, which is finally getting to review new music of theirs because you know that I'm not an authority on death metal at all. So I'll have to defer to you on whether this is good or not. But as it relates to my personal taste, i enjoyed this album a lot more than i didn't and i actually enjoyed it a little bit more than a lot of other metal we've reviewed this year which i think says something to how good they are because we have reviewed quite a bit of it uh this didn't make me a big death metal fan again the way that mom jeans kind of resparked my love of pop punk and i don't see myself revisiting it very often But I'd be lying if I said I didn't like it. I also gave it a 6 out of 10, and Enhancing the Dead was my standout. That track was fucking awesome. It's a good one. Well, man, I didn't know that this week would go by as fast as it did, but I'm fucking blown away by how much we've had to cover this month already. It's super overwhelming, and I'm having a great time breaking all of this down with you.
1: Same, yeah. We've had some really good music, and I'm building a uh, album of the year playlist. Uh, I'm I'm keeping it private though, so you can't so you can't lurk this year fair fair man <laughs> um I, I i really liked uh i really liked this week man i think we're gonna come back like i texted you i think we're gonna come back to this week a number of times when we talk about our album of the year list um or even like single rollouts for albums that you know that that, that we're anticipating and i uh i don't know man i'm uh I'm, i was a big fan of this week's music and i some, every once in a while when we have a playlist, I will sometimes just stray away from it after I've written my notes. But even as I was writing my notes and after I had written notes down for some of these albums, I kept going back to them. And that, I think, is, um, I don't know, I think that's special, man. We had some great music this week.
0: Yeah, it was the same with our April 8th one with the, like, Vince and Omar yep. and all, like, orville pack that was a great week too we've had some really great weeks do you want to know what we have to look forward to next week
1: i was just going to ask you sir what are we what are we looking forward to on uh so what is that right after may 6th yes something something
0: yes um so after we clear the playlist we'll be adding i think a new single from odessa might have dropped today a new ep from rust dropped today tomorrow new singles from arcade fire and madeon are dropping and then Friday, we got new albums from Kalani, Let's Eat Grandma, and Royksop, as well as a new single from Khalid. Jesus And I'm sure Christ. M- much more that we don't know. <laughs> yeah, like jam, man. That is stacked. I can't fucking wait, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Anything you want to say before we get
1: out of here? Uh, make sure you smash that subscribe button and check out our show notes and support some of the uh, under uh, underplayed bands that we have on here.
0: Yes, please. Show some love. All right, everyone. Have a good week. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.